start laughing. I know because it's the countdown. <laughs> hey, hey, friends, and hey, Julie, hey, Heidi. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we have fun with this because we can see each other. And yeah. then there's this whole countdown when we uh, go to record. It's like five, four, three, two, one. And it's it's very exciting, but it makes us laugh. Yeah. And I have to, I cut it out every single time because we don't say anything. And then I just, I don't know, it always makes me laugh. Um, anyway, how are you? I'm good. I am good. Busy. Uh, you know, the usual. I'm a little obsessed with the um, Johnny Depp trial. So are my kids. They were like, <laughs> they're giving me updates on a regular. I'm like, you're not even up. How are you even? And it's all over the social, like everywhere. It's everywhere. It's every, and it's, it's like, it's like the OJ Simpson trial for this generation. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, they're like, who do you believe mom? And I'm like, I haven't seen a stitch of it. I'm like, they're both wrong. <laughs> I don't know. So I am team Johnny. Okay. Yeah, there's which, lots of people. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, as a woman, I mean. Right. No, right. It's, you yep. know, hashtag me too. Like I usually try to be on the side of women because I feel like we've been marginalized for a long time. But in this case, I'm kind of <laughs> team, team Johnny. Well, so, but don't you think he's also at fault? Like he hasn't done oh. also, right? Yeah, like, so, like his you, behavior. You say that with a caveat, right? Yes. Like his behavior in all of the videos that they show where he's like slamming cabinets and just being totally, you know, his behavior is not correct. It is not the way that you should be in a relationship. It's not. Right. You know, his, his relationship, you know, his behavior is scary for sure. Yeah. I'm sure she was not comfortable in these situations. Right. But from what I've seen, he has, and again, this is just from what we've seen. Right. He has not put her in a situation where she is one in danger and two can't get away. Mm. Like it seems like every situation where he is acting like a total ass, she could have just like literally in one scene, she's recording him in the kitchen and there is literally an open door to outside next to her and he is paying no attention to her. He like, she could walk out the door. Yeah, she you was know. getting something off of it, right? Like, there's yeah. always this. What is? I go back to the days of Doctor Phil. There's a payoff for her in some ways, uh, psychologically. That, yeah, and, and I think this is the this is the case of a lot of people in their conflicts in life. Like, whatever their situation relationship is, there is something you're getting out of it, and therefore yeah. you are remaining in it. And I understand there's absolutely situations where. People cannot get out. So that's right. not what we're talking about. Right. right. And that's why I said, like, if she was in yeah. danger and couldn't leave, that's a whole different story. Yeah. If he's batshit crazy <laughs> and you, you know, you have a driver in the driveway who could take you somewhere and plenty of money to stay in a hotel. I just yeah. don't, you know, I just kind of think, all right, what's the actual situation here? Uh, you know, I... <laughs> I feel like his yeah. behavior was wrong. I mean, he's clearly become an entitled actor who's, you know, yeah. not, I wouldn't want to be around him when he's yeah. like that. Absolutely. But do I think that his behavior warranted, I mean, I not that she can't go public. She can go public. I, You know, I think she can tell you her truth, but I think she said her truth in a way that really made it seem like he was doing things that he maybe necessarily wasn't doing. And those are the things that cost him his career. Yeah. And I kind of think, well, that isn't fair. Like, is it fair that he lost, 
you know, the right to be in these huge franchises that made him a ton of money based on what she said, which the evidence kind of doesn't support. Yeah. You know, not that I think his behavior was good, but like, it also seemed like he was like, well, then leave. Or he was trying to leave. And then she pooped in his bed. I mean, (laughs) right. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, right. Like there was, there's definitely, um, yeah. And and it's like a train wreck. I mean, I just can't stop watching. I don't want to, but it pops up in my feed and I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) You're like, okay, what's next? (laughs) Right. It's better than any entertainment otherwise. Well, people were commenting, I think on Twitter or somewhere, they're like, oh, he's giving the best acting job like you know of his life right now like he's definitely performing for everyone because yeah. he knows it's being recorded yeah um yeah yeah, yeah i didn't i didn't I, I feel like there's i there's there's other things going on in my it's my life that is dramatic i'm not gonna speak about it just because it's it's it'll give too much away if i say stuff not personally happening to me but in the vicinity of my life and okay. i feel like it's just so much drama everywhere people just need to chill out People need to chill out. Whether it's like the Musk Twitter thing or it's like this or I mean, obviously we've got bigger there are bigger issues. Like Ukraine is still getting bombed and like oh. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone just needs to chill out. I Yeah. And be more um I'm really working on being uh giving people more grace. So I think after the last, you know, six years, we as a nation have been Uh, pretty divided. And I, you know, won't speak to that. That's not what this is about. But I think we personally have fallen into a place where when I hear someone who has a differing opinion, Mm -hmm. I have zero tolerance for that. Yeah. And I'm really trying to work on that. Like there is this podcast that I listen to. um, Well, I'll just say it's Homemaker Chic. It's these two women um, who for the most part, like I think if I met these two women for dinner, we would have a great time. Right. But we definitely have some differing political beliefs and religious beliefs, which mm-hmm. shouldn't, that should not be the basis of how you feel about someone as a whole, right? I mean, there should be allowances for people to be different. There yeah. should be people, you know, people should be able to have a different view than me and for me to not cancel them. Yeah. And now that we're doing this podcast, you know, I've because re- I listen to their podcast and for the most part, you know, it's like they talk about cooking and gardening and things that are pretty benign mm-hmm. that I can get on board with. But sometimes they talk about things that are political. And my initial like urge is to like shut them off and never listen to them again. <laughs> right. And I, I'm really trying to work on that because that's kind of ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. we should be able to have these differences and give each other grace and see things from other people's perspective. And um, I don't know. I'm just trying to work on that as a whole because I think that's part of the issue is, you know, yeah. this um, just total intolerance for something that isn't what yeah. I believe. Well, it's the it's the it's always the interesting. How did you arrive to those beliefs or that understanding or so so if you can come in with it with an inquisitive help me understand why you believe that or why you see it that way or those are the facts you choose to believe and omit other facts yeah <laughs> to put it kind of, right i i think 
Right. I think we, but I think for me, it's, um, I'm totally trying to, you know, right. I'm always trying to keep an open mind. Cause I think in the workplace, I have to do that all the time anyway. Right. You just like other people come in with different points of view and how do you, how do we reconcile that? Where, where can we find common ground? I think it's harder to do in your personal in some degree. Um, and I think, cause you just tend to maybe not be around as many diverse thinking, right. Whatever the right. case may be. Um, but I also just, I think it's hard when you're just like, I, it is so far away from what you understand or believe or know to be true that it can be very, like, I don't know that I could tolerate a lot of it, I get or not tolerate, tolerate's the wrong word. I don't know that I could take in a lot of it at once. I'd have to, it's a slow, you know, intentional yeah. process that I think I would want to invest in with people but um i think it takes time and i think it's a lot when there's just a like you, you know again i'll just it's simply like again when you don't um believe the same set of facts <laughs> like earth is round earth is flat like we're really far apart like how yeah. do you get to the middle of that when you're just fundamentally have very different views of science or whatever you know so that's the hard part i think that makes it yeah. difficult to kind of find that place to understand Oh, yeah, definitely. And there's some non-negotiables, right? I mean, there's some things that <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, all right, if you believe that, I can't, you know. But if you don't yeah. like a certain politician or if you don't agree yeah. with a certain policy that I do agree with, you know, I don't, I think that my bar for shutting someone off is just too quick. Mm. You know, when there's maybe, a, there's maybe, you know, 50 things we do agree on. And five, right. we don't. I have had gotten to a place where I was like, nope, you're out. Yeah. And I right. I just don't want to be there. I don't want to be yeah. there anymore. So I'm trying to work on. Yeah. Listening. Well, it's like, it's like, the, it's like, so right. Can you, if you have common ground in so many of other places, but these are a few areas that you don't. I mean, I think I can certainly be fine with that. I think it's a matter of how um, my, my husband says all the time, it's more of the entitlement that people feel that when they have such an opposing view to you, and it could, again, we could have 10 other things in common, but there's one thing we don't, we don't agree on, then it's in your face and they feel compelled to put it in your face. Yeah. And then you're just like, okay, well, that just makes it hostile like, right. like or yeah, no, impossible. I, I don't want to do the hostility. I yeah. Do, yeah. No. So it's like, I, I, I can respect your different belief than I, but, but to, yeah. Yeah. Which I think the last six years were about. Yeah. It was a show. And I think that's been hard of like losing friendships and people and yeah. interactions and like, uh, I loved you before, but now I can't even tolerate you because you're just wanting to throw it in. And then I, of course, want to feel I'm defensive. So I'm right. going to defend. And so we're not getting anywhere. And all the years of, of what we are, we got along and had a lot of common ground just seems to have just dissipated and goes away. And it's like, really? Right. Yeah. I, I have found myself there. And I'm sure conversely, they found themselves there with me. Right. Um, and I'm just trying to, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to move past that because that is, it's just not a place of progress. Mm -mm. It just isn't like nothing, even if, even if I am right, right, which of course I think I'm right, right? Right. But there, like, there's no good that's going to come from that situation of me just shutting them out and you're wrong. Like, it, that's just not how progress is made so <laughs> true true that yeah so, yeah hi yeah good times good times yeah um so so here's i'll make my um episode 17 correction 
So I'm yes. ashamed. I'm I'm gonna hang my head low. It bothered me. I I'm listened to the episode. I'm yeah, judge right me. Now. I'm I'm an idiot. So <laughs> I'll just say right out. I got it. I don't know what I was talking about when we were talking about the vaccine and whether or not you get antibodies. Of course you do. That's the whole point. Anyway, I apologize to all of our listeners. Do not take medical advice from me. And I'm ashamed that anybody knows that I work in the healthcare field that I didn't say this right. So I was sick, but whatever. It's stupid. I was like, I remember I'm like listening back and I'm like, I was even thinking and I was like, I was not thinking clearly, clearly. But um, so yeah, that was just, we were talking about the whole um, go get an antibody test. Right. And then the question of could you distinguish between antibodies from the COVID versus the vaccine? And I was like, ah, do you get antibodies from the COVID vaccine? And it's like, yeah, you do. So anyway, I apologize for getting single. And listen, it happens. I'm not trying to spread a misinformation. It's not no, about that. No, no, it totally happens. I think we've all, I mean, I'm just inundated this is with the information. first pandemic. We really, you know, <laughs> we well, don't have all the answers. No, but I also just think like, I, I have this weird thing. I don't know if this happens to you where, um, I can only hold so much in my brain at a certain point. And then oh, like, yeah. so I remember talking so much about the vaccine when it first was being developed and coming and then came out and then people were hesitant. And then I, you know, family members I would talk to and I had done all this research with all this information. I got it all right then based on what I knew and what I had read and what I absorbed. But then it's just like, as time went on, I think you get to an exhaustion point. Yeah. It gets murky. It gets yeah. Murky. That I don't, I almost like. We have so, so. much information. We have so yeah. much information coming out. From, and honestly, I'm, I'm a 46 year old woman. My brain is just not. Um, <laughs> no, definitely not the way it used know, to be. No, this, I have short term memory is not what it used to be. It's yeah. pretty alarming. Like I um, have to think hard about things that happen in my life. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, did I go to the bank? You know, <laughs> like, well, where are those checks? Oh, yeah. I already went to the bank. I mean, that's yeah. alarming. I mean, there are times, you know, Norm asked, um, Norm asked Siri the other morning what year it was, oh. and I was like, oh, I think I need to give you seven words and see if you still remember them in 15 minutes. Right. Show them an orange and walk away and come back in 10 minutes and see if you remember what you showed them. Right. Yeah. No. Oh, see, yeah, that's what we're, so, I mean, but look at it. Like you're on all these social media platforms, all this information's coming at you at once. I don't know. Like I, I definitely think the, the level of our ability, like we're not even using the majority of our brain anyway, but still the amount of information you have to hold on, retain, put it somewhere, recall it. Like I, it is definitely different as you get older, how it evolves. And oh yeah, I'm that I'm, I know, and I can remember, but um, sometimes I'll struggle. Like, you know, when you, you know, when you like if you've ever done like icebreakers with people, like when you're in the work environment, they're like, oh, we're going to get to know each other. And they're like, have you ever met a celebrity? I like those moments. I go completely blank. Of course, I, I in my career, I have. That is so funny you said that because I literally in notes on my phone have written <laughs> down all of my celebrity encounters because when people ask me that question, I blank and I'm like, right. I have some very impressive. Right. <laughs> Right. So now, right now, I can't tell you one of them, but again, there, there, it's happened. It's like, and it's like first concerts. Like I had to go, like, if you give me a yeah, minute, I'll I have think, to write these things down. Yeah. I don't, it's not top of the, mm -mm, that went away a couple of years ago. Yeah. So you're yeah. hitting that mark too. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. It's different. Yeah, it really is. It's different. I mean, my memory is just a different thing. I have to write things down or I will not, yeah. you know, I just will not remember. So, and I think about like, so Keith and I went and had, um, a late lunch at this uh, Irish tavern 
and there was Irish band playing and and I you know went up to them afterwards and like they were great and I just ended up talking they were from Ireland so we ended up talking a little bit about Ireland and I said oh you know I've been there and they were like when I'm like I don't know the year I was just there does it matter when <laughs> and I just you know and I was like going back on my phone to try to remember what year it was I vaguely remembered, you know, and I found it. I was like, oh, I have video of like when I went out to this pub and this, you know, the, the Irish music and it was great. It was a lot of fun. But in a way, thank goodness, like it brought back even a whole much more. And I ended up telling Keith, you know, he knew about it then, but like I ended up telling more about it. We looked at the videos. It was fun. Yeah. But I was like, can you imagine like before all that came about, before we had these phones in our hands, these mini computers, we have to rely on photos. And there were things that we did that we don't have any evidence of. Yeah. <laughs> But I wonder, like, I wonder if our memories were better before they were being bombarded with information. Probably all the time. Yeah, I, I wonder. I kind of think that they probably were. Yeah, because my attention span is that of like a gnat. I mean, yeah. I just you know, right. And the details of things, right? Like, yeah. how do you pay attention to? Like, I we played Friday night. We went to we well. So we usually play pickleball on the weekends at this place. You drop in. You play for a couple of hours, but they were closed for tournaments and stuff, which we're not a member of, so we didn't get to go. So we decided to do another place and drop in, and we had a great time. And um, I was playing, and now, see, I forgot my point. What the hell was I going to say? Hmm. Well, we were talking about, like, the oh, how much input we have. Yeah, not so happening. <laughs> Oh my God, that's amazing. So we're talking about how our memory is bad and you just completely lose it. <laughs> and this is what it's like hanging out with 40-year-old women. Yep. Oh yep. my God. I do like this a million times a day. I can't tell you. I now just, I walk into rooms in our house and I just scream, what am I here for? And normally Max will hear me and be like, you're making dinner. You probably need something out of the pantry. <laughs> You're like, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the assist. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of my story? That is hysterical. And oh my God, and that is hysterical. That is exactly our point. Point made. Point made. <laughs> Whatever your story is, doesn't matter. This is our life now. <laughs> I've illustrated it really well. Oh my God, I'm going to remember it like after we're done. And I'm going to be like, shit, let's record again. <laughs> I, there was a point about memory. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's a peek into my life. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It is bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. We really need to put like a, you know, if you were in your 40s and early 50s, this is the podcast for you. Right. Because like <laughs> we understand. We are your people. Yeah. Oh, good times. Yeah. Oh. You know, the entire time in the back. If I had like a, you know, multi-complex brain where I could think about what it was that I was forgetting and then tell you something else. But I'm going to sit here while you talk and think about what I was yeah. trying to tell you. Well, I will talk. Speaking of, uh, you know, getting older, Norm is going in for surgery tomorrow morning. Oh. Hospital for special surgery. He's getting, um, it's his cervical spine. So his neck. So okay. he had an injury. He got an injury years ago, you know, at work. And anyway, it finally got approved after oh, he yeah. jumped through a hundred hoops. Mm -hmm. uh, so now, you know, seven years later, he's actually getting the surgery that 
he that the doctor said from day one <laughs> he needed. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. So he's what doing? So they are. I don't know. I read the thing. It's something. Um, there's a cervical. Are they fusing C- things or? Yeah. So C five okay. and C seven are messed up, and they're going to mm-hmm. go in and fix them. I don't yeah. really know, but here. So so many things. Um, number one. So you you think like okay so your cervical spine is in the back of your head right yeah so you think you're probably laying on your stomach and they're going in through the back of your neck to do this surgery no they're going through the <gasps> they go through the front yes I'm like that is disgusting <laughs> yeah how do they get around things what are they I know I'm like does that doesn't seem right um so he it's you know he's having surgery tomorrow morning down in the city hospital for special surgery. I have to drive him. Of course, I'm fine with that. So I drive him down. We have to get there super early. Surgery is at 1015. It's like the surgery itself takes like an hour and a half to three hours. And then it'll be another hour or two before I can go see him. Okay. So I'll like, you know, wait around and make sure he's all settled and okay. And And, has Mm -hmm. pudding and ice chips or whatever it is he needs. (laughs) (laughs) And um, and then I have to go back. So he, he spends one night in the hospital. And I have to go back the next day. And there are, I have to say, the Hospital for Special Surgery seems really on top of things. Like, they have called us with, a, you know, his after surgery, the, the collar and the, all this. Mm. Like, they are just seem really efficient. But no one has talked to me yet about picking him up. Because this is, like, in midtown Manhattan. I mean, it's, yeah. like, it's a crazy place to drive around. Yeah. So I'm, like, how does one pick someone up from a hospital like do I park in a parking lot and then go get him like he's gonna be on a morphine drip like I I am not walking through the streets of Manhattan with I I have you should you should be able to pull up I would hope so because I have dealt with my husband after he has been on sedation and I am not walking through the streets of New York with him. He is no, no. They want to probably transport him right from a wheelchair into your car. Yeah. I would hope so. So no. I don't know how that whole piece goes. So yeah. um, I'm hoping that. And then also driving someone home after yeah. they have neck surgery through New York City um, is very nerve wracking. Is, is Max coming? I know. I I tr- so Max is working that day because I tried to get him to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Right? Because I'm like, what if I, I mean, in New York, even if you're a fantastic driver, like. Right. And the there's very little traffic. Make, yeah. Yeah. You, you could get re- rear-ended. That's an absolute possibility. Yeah. So I, I tried to get him to hire an Uber. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, Uber. let's do yeah. Uber Black. Like the good Uber, you know, yeah. like, and have them drive you home. No. He was like, no. I mean, it, it. So for them to drive a drive him all the way home from us, and we're about what are we like forty miles from yeah. Manhattan? So technically not far, but yeah, not far. But when it comes to Uber, it's like a two hundred dollar trip. You yes. know. So he was like, "No, you are just going to come pick me up." And I was like, "Really? Do I?" Then I'm driving to? really slow. We on are the way driving home. really slow. I'm like, I do not want someone with Mm-mm. neck surgery in my car. Mm. Um, but yeah, so he goes tomorrow morning. So we're, um, and is he going to be out of work for a bit, like recuperating and stuff? Yeah. So it's, um, two to three weeks of real recovery. Like 
he will not be able to, he's going to be in a collar, mm-hmm. can't move his neck, can't, you know, so he'll be out of work for two to three weeks. Wow. Then he can go back to work because he's, you know, his, his job is not as physical as it once was. Right. right. Um, so he can go back to work, but um, he's really under pretty heavy restriction for eight weeks. Then at eight weeks, he starts physical therapy. Um, and he, if all goes as it should, he will, the, some restrictions won't be re, uh, lifted until four months. Mm. So that kind of means, so for those of you who are following us, you know that we kind of have this, we have a big garden. We have a lot going on here on the property. Yeah. And it pretty much means that he is out for the summer. Right. Yeah. He's, he, he's out for the summer. So we've spent the last, there has been no one on earth who is ever more excited to have surgery than my husband, because for the last three days, since we found out he was having the surgery, I've been like, I need a whole dog here. I need a whole dog here. I need this really heavy. I have him outside moving a piece of huge marble right now. Like, right. I'm like, there are so many things I need you to do in the next few hours. Yeah. Yeah. Before <laughs> um, he's not Before able. he can. Um, so, yeah. So he will be. I'm like, well, that's good. And he'll be thrilled to go get surgery because it'll be like, oh, thank God my wife's to-do list. <laughs> can't, can't do it, do it. Right. She's going to have to find some other way. Which well, is kind of nice. I mean, I had a very ambitious summer plan for us, things getting done. And now that's obviously relaxed, which is fine. I mean, we'll still do a lot of gardening because we rely on that for a lot of our food. Um, but some of the projects that we were going to do are now completely off the table because, you know, he just won't be able to. So now I'm thinking of like, great, well, we'll, uh, maybe we'll come see you guys and we'll go visit my friend in Rochester and we'll, you know, we'll do a few more like long weekends and kind of road trips and things because we just, you know, because sitting in a car for a couple hours and then having cocktails on the veranda is really going to be where he's at as opposed yeah. to, you know, project. Yeah, we'll, we'll go see, we'll see a Boston Yankee game and he can practice his neck exercises looking back and forth. Perfect. Yes, I'm sure his physical therapist will approve. <laughs> yeah, we'll get him really, we'll get him seats on the side so he has to look. Yeah. Look. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, well, good luck with that. I hopefully it all goes smoothly and well and he recovers yeah. quickly and simply and no no complications. Yeah. But, um, but good. It's good that he's, you know, finally getting it. Jeez. Yeah. It Amazing. will be good because he, um, you know, he's been in pretty much constant nerve pain. Mm. So the injury is actually in his neck, but he feels it in his shoulder because okay. it's a nerve thing. So the pain sure. feels like it's in his shoulder, but his shoulder is not actually the problem. It's his neck. Mm. Interesting. So, um, but it's Isn't really, it, I know it's so, our bodies are so weird, but um, mm-hmm. it's really, you know, he's gotten to the point now where like most nights, he has trouble sleeping because of the pain. So uh, it will be, be nice yeah. to, yeah. you know, have that relief because chronic pain. Oof. Yeah. No, That's totally. Well, I, you know, I'm still dealing with my foot and I've decided that I'm not going to go back to any doctor for okay. a while. I have found, I just, I went down a rabbit hole and went on all these forums and like, you know, looked up stubborn plantar fasciitis cases and like what if people have done. And a lot of people just, because either they don't want to do surgery or maybe even if they've had surgery, it hasn't really fully worked, that they just live with it. And, you know, so the, and they do all the things that the doctor tells them, right? They're stretching all the time. They're, 
wearing their orthotics, their whatever. So I just, I found this one particular stretch and it was in the New York Times well um, section. Um, and it's basically standing on like a pad or like a, a you could do a piece of wood or something. Um, you could put like a towel on it, whatever. And you stand on your um, upper toes and the upper pad of your foot. And you basically, you know, go up on your foot, one leg. So you raise your other foot off the ground and you go up like, you know, stretching your back of your calf kind of thing and then go down. But you hold. Okay. You go up for three, you hold for two, you go down for three and hold for two. And you, just, you do it. Basically, you have to do it for like 12 times. And then they say when that gets really easy, you put like a backpack on and you keep doing it. And you know, until you add weight and so that you can keep strengthening that and stretching that muscle. But this stretch in particular hits the plantar pain exactly where I have Ooh. it. Okay. So the first time I did it, I cried because it okay. hurts so much and I yeah. couldn't really get my foot up and down. And I'm, you know, I do yoga and all this other stuff. And I'm, so my calves are strong and all of that. Cause even like the foot doctor was like, I, you have incredible flexibility. Like that's not the issue. Right. You know, right. so here I do this one particular stretch. And after I do it, so for a, I would say a couple of minutes, like it hurts, hurts to the touch, it hurts. And then I walk and it's fine. So now I'm doing this stretch at least three times a day yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. And I've just decided I'm just going to do that and I'm going to keep doing yoga and keep flexible and I'm going to walk and I'm going to use more. And I'm just going to yeah. go forward. Like I, I have gotten to the point where it's like I've just got to get back to my life and like yeah. this is – Maybe I'm going to make it worse. I don't think so because I feel like it's been actually better since I uncovered this stretch. Yeah. And I'm just going to just try to move forward and see right. if maybe one day it'll just resolve. I don't know. But it, I feel like I'm putting myself to incredible pain as I'm doing the stretch. But the stretch has gotten easier in the sense that I can do more repetitions of it. Yeah. I still, I still, I can't do it. I have to hold on to something because it hurts that much. But it, it is like, it, like it's someone's pinpointing like this is where it is and this is the right thing to do and it's the only thing I've ever found that actually gets right to that pain spot right it's and I feel like that's what I should be doing I need to get in there yeah and well, stretch it, and go with your gut right like I often feel like with our bodies some even if it hurts mm -hmm. our bodies kind of tell us that this is what you need right now right yeah. like like when my lower back is bothering me pigeon pose hurts and yeah. it hurts. It hurts while I'm doing it. It hurts while I'm, you know, when I'm done, it hurt. But like, there is something that tells me that that's the stretch that I need. Yeah. And I think that that's right. Like, I think your body kind of knows like, oh, it hurts so good kind yeah. of situation. Yeah. 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 Well, and I just, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing other things like, you know, yeah. I'm doing other things to strengthen the rest of my body, my legs, my hips, whatever. Because I'm also finding like, so we played pickleball, again, whatever I was supposed to tell you before, I don't remember. But um, <laughs> the thing I will say now, I will remember, is I um, we were playing for about an hour. And I find that after about an hour or so, I, my legs are tired. Yeah. And Keats feels the same way. And he's like, no, we're, we're getting older. Like, this is it. And I'm like, you know, we've been out of shape for a little while here now with everything being home and all that. So we're trying to work on that, right? Mm -hmm. So we're trying to supplement the intensity of when we play with other things that we do other days. So again, I do yoga every day, which has become like a necessity, um, which is yeah. great. I love it. But I'm like, I need to do more, you know, I'm doing weights, I'm doing, you know, just more stuff to build up and, and to surround those muscles that are weaker 
you know, yeah. behind the knee, the foot, whatever, and just make sure that the rest of the body is strong, as strong as possible so that um, I don't make these situations worse by, I don't want to give up pickleball. Like I, we were, we were laughing about the fact that in the last five years I have learned to cross country ski, kayak, and now play pickleball. And I yeah. love it. Like yeah. I'm really excited about that level of like sport stuff that I've gotten into that I really enjoy. Like I, I, I can't wait for the summer. Like I'm just going to be out in the lake and yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, no, I think it's really important to, um, I think we're at that age where previous to this, you know, we had, we would have an injury or we would have something, but your goal was always like complete recovery. And for the yeah. most part, you sort of felt good, right? I mean, you didn't have chronic pain. Now mm -hmm. it seems like we're approaching the stage of life that mm -hmm. pain is sort of, right? I mean, you talk to people, I talk to people who are in their 70s, 80s, you know, some of the people who are like in my gardening club that are consistently doing activity, gardening, whatever it is, with pain. I mean, they yeah. have different types of arthritis and all, you know, but they manage it and life kind of goes on. You can't, right? you know, you can't kind of succumb to your pain. And so I think we're at that point of our lives where we're seeing that as part of our future, like, yeah. okay, so my bot, you know, like I know now I used to go out and garden and I could garden all day until it got dark. Yeah. Like I would just do it all day. Now come like three o'clock. If I've mm -hmm. been out there since, you know, I woke up 7 a.m. I'm done. I yeah. like I hit a wall and I can't go on. That's yeah. new. That's mm -hmm. different. Mm -hmm. Right. So like things change. But to your point, like what can I do to sort of support you know, I like stretching and weight bearing activity and like these kind of things that are just gonna let me hedge my bets as long yeah. as possible. Yeah. Like clearly the body gets a little older and things change. What can I do? I mean, when you see those, you know, individuals who sometimes it comes up on like my Instagram reels where, you know, it'll be that 90 year old woman who's still doing, you know, headstands in her yoga class. But Amazing. that was really just consistency, right? Yeah. Like she just, you know, someone once told me they were like, get down on the floor every day. Don't mm -hmm. ever not get down on the floor because if mm -hmm. you stop getting down on the floor, you're not going to be able to get down on the floor. Like mm -hmm. every day do a few sun salutations or something that gets you down on the floor and back up because yeah. if you do it every day, you'll never stop doing it. Once you stop doing it, getting up and down isn't going to be available to you anymore. I was yeah. like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the right. It's the adage of you, you just got to find constant movement in your life. Just move, right. move, move, move all the time. And I think even someone like my husband who is a mover, he mm -hmm. is always moving. Um, he finds it like, you know, he's 52 um, and he's starting to feel things that he's like, whoa, hey. <laughs> Yeah. 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 I haven't felt that before. That's a, you know, and he, I mean, he's got a uh, good stamina and all, but again, we play for, we'll play pickleball for two hours and, and we're definitely tired by the end of it. And we sleep really well afterwards, but we're, but to that, to the flip side of all that, of all that moving and feeling everything more than we have in the past, um, we are resting more. And I think that's an interesting thing. Like we, we slept in this morning because we can, I, I, 
you know, either the kids are not home or they're sleeping in themselves. And it makes such a difference, like yeah. for you able to recover the, in the way and time that you need to as you get older, because you yeah. definitely cannot do five hours of sleep after you've done an exhaustive day of whatever you're doing, gardening, outside, sports, whatever, running around, doing errands, yeah. cooking. Yeah. I know. I read an interesting statistic because I would think too. So now we're like our kids are older, so we do have more time for rest, which is nice. But there was the statistic that women who have children after 40 mm-hmm. are four times more likely to live to be 100. Damn it. I know. And I was like. I get it though, right? Yeah. You're yeah. moving constantly. You're moving constantly. And probably I'm, I'm sure something hormonally, mm. um, you know, just like your, you know, your thought space and, you know, you probably think younger. You're still fertile. You're still vibrant. You're still you're like, around other young people, perhaps because your child is young. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a piece of that. But um, I just. So I shouldn't move out of my neighborhood with all the young families. Right. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think maybe. I, so I ordered prenatal vitamins because. So when I was pregnant both times, like my hair was the best it's ever been. My skin was the best. Like I had the most energy. Like I was you know, I didn't love being pregnant, but I was definitely pretty good, especially that second trimester. Like Mm -hmm. I had the most energy I'd ever had. And someone had said recently that it wasn't pregnancy. It was because you were taking those really good vitamins. And I was like, hmm, huh. So I've, I ordered prenatal vitamins. I'm going to start taking prenatal vitamins again. All right. Not, not for any prenatal that is no, not, no, no. that is yeah, that ship has sailed. And I had my kids when I was young and dumb, like I should have, not when I was over 40, which I think I would have been a better parent now. But I've been tired, I would have been tired, but I think I would have been more patient. I think I would have been more patient, and I think I would have valued every moment in a different way. Yeah, sure, yeah. Um, but regardless, not going back. Mm-mm. That, <laughs> no. that is not an option. But um, but what's in prenatal vitamins? I think it's just a higher dose of everything. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just. You're going to get a whole bunch of other literature, by the way, <laughs> from ordering <laughs> that. You're going to get a ton of emails and uh, like, lady, are you yeah. planning? <laughs> I am not. Um, also, prenatal vitamins are covered under our flexible spending account. And well, regular hey. vitamins are not. Oh, that's annoying. I know. So I was like, well, great. Then I can, because usually I'm trying to be very good this year. We have a flexible spending account. We don't use it correctly, but pretty much we just can't figure out how to get out of it. So we're just in it. And and usually what happens is like November rolls around and I'm like, we have like $2,000 that we need to spend. Right. And so then I buy stuff that I don't, you know, I'm like, well, let's just buy stuff. I don't want it to, I don't want to lose this money. I'd rather buy stuff. Yeah. Um, so this year we're trying to be more intentional. Like I've really been good at, you know, anytime we do anything, if it qualifies under that FSA account, I'm using that card. Um, yeah. So we've, we've actually been on track to do that well this year. It's only yeah. taken us like five years to get that. You know, it's I will. So I switched from a PPO plan, like which cover I paid a lot and it covered a lot, to a a high deductible HSA. Yeah. 
And I'm freaking out a little bit because it's going to be an adjustment. But we definitely don't, thankfully, go to the doctor as often as we used to. Yeah. Uh, but once you hit your all your deductibles and they cover and all that stuff. But I'm like, oh, you know, I'm the one who goes to the doctor the most. So I'll be paying out of pocket for things <laughs> for a little while. Um, but I feel like it's the right time for the right, you know, it's the right plan at the right yeah. time. So I feel like it's, and the company has a good benefit with it and how they support it and all that stuff, which is great. And so I'm looking, in a way, I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of like this because I, I, the PPO is very generous and it lets you go in and out of network. And this is like a whole new England thing, whatever it's fine. But anyway, I, I, I'm just, I'm all for paying a little bit less where I can on insurance and you know, it's not yeah. that we don't use it. It's just, I don't yep. know. I'm kind of done with it. My mom was telling me a story reminded me of your, um, uh, so of your son, um, with the clinic stuff. So I, I don't think I mentioned that. No, we, I don't think so. My, my mom has COVID. Did I tell you that? Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she she, better now. I mean, it took her, she had a, you know, a bit of a roller coaster of a week with all her symptoms. Um, you know, she's fully vaxxed and boosted and stuff. And, um, but she went to see a family member, her sister in Alabama. And so, um, who's staying with my cousin right now, she doesn't live there full time. She's staying there cause she's not well. And so my sister, my, my cousin is taking care of her mom and my mom went down to see her and help out give them a little bit of a break and so forth. But she drove down with, with one of my cousins and um, thankfully my cousin didn't get sick, but my mom got COVID on sort of the tail end of the trip and coming home. Unfortunately, my aunt got it as well. Mm. We think from my mother because of her, you know, uh, coming down and driving, whatever. Um, they're both doing fine today. I mean, it's, it's not been easy. My mom, you know, for a couple of days couldn't talk, you know, it was just like the coughing and all that was really bad. And she's got really bad asthma and, um, she usually gets like bronchitis from colds, but thankfully that didn't happen. Her lungs were clear, but she went to a clinic um, to confirm her test and she was going to go call her doctor and see if she would be eligible for some of the oral treatments. Mm -hmm. And the doctor was like, so far you're okay. I mean, she's in her eighties, like her lungs were clear. Um, and he was like, only if you get worse, worse, like right, right now you just have like head cold, like, you know, thankfully the, the booster and all that, like everything helped her not have a bed, although it wasn't easy, you know, right. but she said she slept a lot. Um, and by like a fourth day, she was way better. Yeah. Um, you know, but the first two were a little rough, but yeah, so, so she's doing all right, but scary nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is weird. I wish this would all, I have fatigue, yeah. which is what they're saying happened with, you know, well, I think we talked about this at a, at on a previous episode that like the, you know, the previous pandemic, the Spanish flu kind of thing that they think it just, everyone just got bored of it and fatigued and like, there's real, there's no real, um, you know, <clears throat> documentation on how it ends. It no. was just kind of like, screw it. <laughs> and that's where we're at. <laughs> Yeah. Sadly, in lots of ways, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I still carry my mask. I just, I don't, I pick and choose when I want to pop it on. Um, yeah, I kind of do. I'm so I'm sort of over it. I mean, I just feel like it is what it is. And I, I will not go back to a place, even though, I mean, we had a pretty big spike here in New York. It was, you know, it's definitely on the rise and, yeah. um, same here. I kind of, I will not remove myself from community again. I will not mm. go have it as long as they're comfortable. I will not not go have a glass of wine with a girlfriend or like I just I'm I'm not I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to do that. 
for the most part. Although, you know, now that Norm is having surgery tomorrow, since we found out about that that past week, we've not really gone out because, but that would be true for any, um, right? Like I think having spinal surgery, getting any type of cold or flu, not ideal for when you're trying to keep your spine immobile. Right. Uh, You don't want to be coughing and, oh, right. So we've just been very careful the last week to just, you know, uh, someone invited us out to dinner. They were like, oh, let's go out to dinner so that, you know, like, you know, like a last hurrah before surgery. And we were like, let's do that in two weeks when he's feeling better. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it just, um, so, yeah, but for the most part, prior to surgery, which is kind of a special circumstance, I've just kind of resigned to like, I'm just going to live life. I just don't want to. But here's what I do. I, um, when I'm out in public, I wear my mask on my wrist. Mm. Like, because I feel like that's the universal sign for I'm not a problem. If you need me to wear this, I have it right here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, because even, you know, I kind of, I feel like even though I'm feeling pretty comfortable and like, I'm just going to do whatever I'm going to do. I also don't ever want to put someone in. You know, I, I think yeah. the, the mask debate, which we won't get into, everyone do you. I'm I'm not judging. But I think people who are staunchly against that, I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but like I have a friend whose teenage daughter has cystic fibrosis. Mm-hmm. And if she gets COVID, she very well may have awful consequences. And so yeah. that family is very cautious. Yeah. And when you're around that family, I feel like you have an obligation to be yeah. really cautious. And I feel like there's a million stories like that, like yes. people that you just really don't know what they're going through. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. even I like, also, I also, but don't you believe that like, I, I think we still don't know enough about this virus and its long-term effects that it still scares me to get it yeah. and that I read I just, you know, just again, not spouting any expertise, but I read a lot of stuff about what what people go through with long COVID and kind of like, I just don't think we understand the full damage to our body that this has caused if you have gotten it. And I think some people may be fortunate will never have the impact, but I think others already, again, two years out have had incredible lung cardiovascular damage, like things that will hurt them as they get older. And yeah. maybe maybe lead to other diseases and other issues. Um, and that's what bothers me about I don't want it. So, yeah, am I wearing my mask everywhere? No. Do I wear it? Do I bring it with me everywhere? Yes. Am I considerate around where I, I still look around where I sit? Like we went and sat at a, at a bar yesterday, but there was nobody around us. Like we don't still go into packed places. Like I'm still pretty mindful of my surroundings and trying to be respectful that maybe there's someone in here that – is wearing a mask because they're immunocompromised or they are, or someone in their family is. Right. And so I, you know, what if I, I don't know that I'm carrying it. Hopefully I'm not. And I don't want to give it to them. So I'm still mindful, but am I out and about? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I, yeah, mean, I think there has to be a balance there of like wherever you're at is okay, but also you have to understand that not everyone is where you are and can yeah. be respectful of that. Yeah. The long COVID. So I had, um, I have a friend who got COVID very early on. She got it in like April of 2020. She was, you mm-hmm. know, and this is, you know, she's fine now, except that she lost a ton of hair and she oh. still has 
you know, she used to have a very thick, beautiful head of hair and she now has very thinning hair. And I think that's, you know, I mean, listen, any, you know, I'm sure there are worse consequences, but like. No, it's tough. That is so tough. I think that is so tough. I feel, I so feel for her. Um, you know, and they, they do anticipate that it will return. They, you know, they really just say you were through, I mean, and when she had it, um, she was really sick for a few months. I mean, she Mm. really, you know, and so the doctors are saying, um, you know, it's the hair loss didn't really even start till like six months later and then it can last a year or two Wow! and until you recover, but it will, you know, they're anticipating that things will return to normal. But I'm like, I, I, listen. I don't have any hair to spare. No. <laughs> Sorry, COVID. You can't have my hair. Okay? Correct. I'm ready. Other things are already taking it. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. No. Agree. Well, that's not, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I just think everybody is different and what you experience is your long-term effect yeah. that you may not also even be aware of. Yeah. Like all these people who got COVID who are like, ah, I had COVID already. You don't know how bad your lungs are right now. You don't know the damage that because it's a respiratory disease by and large, isn't it? Not right. Like that was a lot of the issue early on was the was the lungs and how bad and and like I don't know. I just felt like I saw so many images on on social media, in particular in the news, about what people's lungs look like who who were hospitalized, who were getting um you know their lungs examined and X rayed and all that, and it just looked terrible. Looked terrible. And think about all the people who might have been smokers or are still smokers and they had COVID. I just think, listen, our body yeah, can I think handle a lot. But... I, yeah. Well, I think, right. I think for them, I, I think there are plenty of people who are fine and it was just a virus. I think there are plenty of people who, I think bottom line is I'm going to try to avoid it and also not, not sacrifice life because of it you know I mean there has to be a balance there you know it's just I I yeah. cannot go through another time in life where I don't see friends I just can't no I look, yeah. at, I mean, look at the mental health crisis that yeah has now occurred from all this isolation yeah been tough been it's tough funny. and I I just yeah um I th- I'm sorry you saw the news yesterday of Naomi Judd. I know that I I felt I, they were you know just um they were going to be introduced in or introduct introduction what is what's that inducted word? Inducted, inducted yeah into the uh, hall of fame and I know that was sad I looked up I was like did she have a you know because sometimes as people get older if they're in pain or have a chronic illness or something then you can kind of you know. I, that would be very difficult to live with, but it didn't seem like there was any. It seemed like it really was just mental health related. Yeah, she, apparently she's suffered from depression for a really long time. Yeah, uh, and bipolar disorder, I believe. Um, but I don't yeah. don't quote me on that. But yeah, I, yeah, no, whatever. I mean, whatever um, she was going through, it's just terrible to hear and just I terrible. Know. And I know the girls' posts were because I follow Ashley Judd. Yeah, um, very, very. Yeah, sad. didn't didn't realize that I did. I don't think she pops up on my feed very much, but yesterday yeah. she did. Um, yeah, and that was a sad post. Yeah, and I'm not saying that COVID had anything to do with all of that, but I'm just, you know, I think it's just, um, it's just a reminder of just how difficult the last couple of years. Oh have my been goodness! Well, yeah, I mean, everybody. statistically, you know, unfortunately, teenage suicide oh. is, um, you know, up. It's up, and 
I really do think that's a direct correlation. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't think these kids can go through what they've been through without any repercussion. I mean, it's just, it was a lot. Even if, even if you think your kid is very resilient. Yeah. doesn't and, matter. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they are, they pick up on what's going on in the world. They are no, they are not sheltered in any way. They no. see everything. And they, no, they do. You know, they have been through quite a lot in their little lives. Yeah, I, I often wondered, like Keith and I would have this conversation about, you know, was it better to go through COVID with teenagers or was it better to go through COVID if you had younger kids? Yeah. I, I don't know that, that better is not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like we, we would have that discussion while we were going through it. Like there's all, I mean, it's just the pros and cons or whatever, you know, each side of it has got its, you know, ups and downs. And I think so. Right. Because, so I have a good friend who has two really little ones. Mm -hmm. She has, um, when COVID started, she was pregnant and had a one-year-old. And so mm -hmm. she gave birth in October of 2020. And so, I mean, she's gone through this pandemic with little ones. Yeah. And that has been incredibly difficult, it, particularly in the beginning when she was really isolated. Right. Didn't have any of those outlets that we all, you know, no yeah. meetups in the park. No, you know, she was just home with these two little kids. I did not envy her. I think having little ones was so much harder in the moment. However, yeah. they're not going to remember it. No. There's nothing about this at this point. They're now three and almost two. They don't They're, know. They don't know. They have no idea that this happened. My day-to-day -day with a, you know, when, when this happened, Max was 16. My day-to-day -day was much easier. Than yeah. My True. Same. Much, much easier. But, you know, Max is very aware of what happens. And I think it had a, it, it definitely had an effect on the mental health of him and all of his friends, all of the kids yes. his age, absolutely, all of his peers. Yes. You know, when I talk to other moms, we're, you know, we see traits that came up that we never saw before or right. things that were, you know, kids are doing that we're like, this isn't who they are. I mean, this is clearly a product of anxiety or isolation or, you know, yeah. just this stuff that uh, wouldn't have come up otherwise. No, totally. I yeah. completely agree. I think it's a, it, right. It presented itself with other problems and, um, uh, motivation and depression and anxiety and, uh, isolation and lack of socialization. I mean, right now, like every time I tell anybody that my kids are graduating high school, they're like, Oh, they must feel how lucky they are to have, you know, get up, get a graduation this year and Oh, and a prom and, you know, and right. all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, these past two years weren't easy for everyone. I mean, it's, you know, when you thought you were going to graduate or have a prom or do that and you didn't get to do one of those rites of passage type of things. Um, so we are grateful. And I think it is for them a light at the end of the tunnel because it's been a long tunnel and it yeah. feels, you know, like right now they're doing this um, senior assassin thing. <laughs> senior assassin. Where you basically, you had to sign up before school, before they went out on their internships and you had to agree to go on, I think it's Snapchat, and you had to, you know, you have to put your location when you're, you can't, you 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 get assigned someone you have to quote unquote assassin, right, with a water gun. Um, and 
and you have to log when you knock that person out and then you get whoever they didn't or you know like if you get passed around to different people if um you got somebody or if you didn't get oh that's fun i don't know so but you can't get them at home or their place of work uh or at school so um where do you get them so you have to post where you are on snapchat and if you like my kids don't go out that much but like you know they're busy they have their friends over they do other things but basically um there's like a bounty on your head if the longer you don't go out and do things. So like then okay. the bounty gets bigger and bigger. And then when you finally do get caught, cause you probably will at some point. Yeah. Then, I don't know. There's consequences. They have all these rules. I don't really know. They're having a blast. Like it's that just sounds like funny. fun. Although yeah, I think it, home should be allowed. I understand place of business. I understand school. I think home should be fair. Game. Fair yeah. Game. Like I, I think if like, I told him like, well, we were joking, like you could walk the dog away from the house and like, you right. could probably get picked, but you're supposed to like have your location on so that people know. And like, and, and it's kind of interesting because it's a bunch of kids. Some of the kids don't know each other. Mm-hmm. So they have to figure out, you know, who they are if they don't know. It's not a huge class, but uh, I don't know. It's just kind of funny. I'm that like, it's kind of fun. I like I that. It's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's totally fun. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, when does it end? And they're like, until the last person gets assassinated, you know, like to see who's the end. And I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah. Anything with water guns is fun. Yeah. We have, so we all have water guns. We have, where they're decorated. We're a water gun family. We will have our own water guns. They're all <laughs> decorated. They're all named. Wow. And in the summer, like we will get you. Yeah. And we're like kind of ruthless about it. We, um, <laughs> you know, like I'll get you in bed. I mean, it's. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like we're. No of, off limits. No off limits. Like uh, we will get each other. Do you, do you say when it starts? Or you just kind of just start. It's just summer. Just all summer. It could be any time. But yeah. we, we, oh, we, there's always water guns happening at our house, <laughs> which is much better than there used to be. So someone that we knew that was in the movie industry gave us a cutout it's like a wooden cutout of alfred hitchcock oh yeah and it's for like it's life size and it's for real and there was a time that we were hiding that all over the house oh my that was scary the worst one was norm put it in so our shower has a glass door (laughs) and when i go to the bathroom in the middle of the night i only turn on the light that's in the shower because it's like that's like sort of diffused you know like it's enough night light for me to see so i did it one night and i walked past the shower and alfred hitchcock was in the shower and i lost my ever loving mind and that was the end of that game (laughs) yeah no i was like no more we can't do this anymore he's still in the basement maybe i should bring him out Right, that would be fun, but yeah, no, I see, I mm, no, couldn't do that. Like, I should bring him to the hospital, and when Norm wakes up, <laughs> surgery. That'd be a good get. <laughs> Put him in the back seat. Totally. Be like, what? I don't see. I don't see anything. I think those are the morphine drugs you're on. There's nobody in the back seat. Oh my god, that'd be funny. Um, officer would be like, "What's going on back there? Nothing. I don't Nothing. see anything. Do you see I don't anything? Know. I don't know. I occupancy vehicle, officer. I don't know." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, he's on morphine. Are you okay? Because I don't see anything back there. Um, yeah, no, I don't really want to relive my dreams. <laughs> I, so I can't play those kind of games. Like, those yeah. are nightmares. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. Water guns is fine. I can deal with that. Yeah. yeah. No, we've had some pranks around the house that are horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I can't. But I think that's like the boys 
quickly. They'll do stuff like that to Keith. They're always scaring each other around the house, but like they know to leave mom out of it because. Oh, no. I feel like everyone in my house. The other thing that my boys does is all of our accounts. So like, you know, our Netflix, our Hulu, all of that. Um, they switched all of mine to like toddler. <laughs> like, like I can only watch like I can watch like Peppa Pig and that's about it. Right. So, right. So right. If I want to watch any anything else, I have to log in as someone else. And they won't change it. And I can't change it myself because once you're a like a kid account, you you have no you can't person has to change it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, my my kids have a thing with their dad again, not me, where they'll change his picture on all of the accounts. You know, a lot of them have photos. Or they'll change the initials or the name on it. And I'm uh-huh. like, how the hell do they get it? Like, how do they know your password? He's like, I gave it to them once. And I'm like, well, that was a mistake. Yeah. Because now yep. you have this really weird picture on <laughs> all of your <laughs> And they're like, yeah. He's like, I don't want to switch it because it's just great. You know, because it's and it catches us by surprise because we're just like, wait, when did that change? You know, <laughs> when did that happen? <laughs> so they had their moments, but yeah, that's yeah, fun. That's fine. Hi. All righty. Yeah, go back to laying down outside. It's a beautiful day out. It is a beautiful day. I spent the whole day in the garden. And nice. now I think we're going to order out because, you know, Norm right. can only eat for like another yeah, do it. hour. So I think we're going to get burritos, which is good because this time of year. So I make homemade sauerkraut, which I'm loving. I do cabbage and carrot. Mm, love it. Love it. And because we've just been so busy, like in the garden and doing stuff. I would say like three nights a week, we now have over easy eggs with a scoop of my sauerkraut, which sounds disgusting. No, I like that. It is so delicious. It is so delicious. But we've had it like the last three nights in a row. So yeah, I think I'm ready. I think we're going to get burritos. And um, I think I'm ready for a burrito as opposed to um, sauerkraut and eggs. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds good. Um, Yeah. No, good. Good for you. Go for it. Yeah. We 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 had our early dinner. Um stuffed uh stuffed peppers. Oh yum. Yeah, they're yeah. really good. But yeah, I made them a while ago. I made stuffed peppers, then I made a double batch and I put them in the freezer. So I have those. I should pull those out because when we're busy the next few days, that might be a good dinner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to Norm. Good luck to you navigating the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go slow. All Uh, right. All right, darling. I'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye. Bye.